If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is hour number two of primetime action on this Wednesday night from Las Vegas, South Point Sportsbook Studio with Jeff Parles at Jeff Parles, where you find him on Twitter. I'm Ben Wilson, Wyatt Tom Check behind the glass in our producer's chair tonight. This hour, we will get into our full golf breakdown. That includes the full tournament preview, Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit. It includes our guest segment, which will be Brady Cannon tonight, one of the two co-hosts of VEASAN's Long Shots. They're going to join us in about a half hour, and then we'll do our one and done. We have the pick submitted for the group for Kelly Bidlin, Matt Brown, for Gil Alexander. Two tournaments left in one and done formats, and then we will do our PTA golf draft. Wyatt Tomchak makes his uh, deb- debut in the draft. How many oh. over under? Uh, seven and a half hours, Wyatt, you spent uh, studying for that bad boy last night. Uh, probably under. Probably under. You'd probably okay. go under an hour. Under an hour. Yeah, we, we, under, we, we, over me, under seven and a half minutes, I should say. Yeah, might probably have been over the better. Might have been the better. Me, uh, me and the no. committee were. Uh, we were huddled up before the uh, show. The committee? Who's yeah. on the committee? Uh, that's classified. <laughs> well, if Jeremy Wengo's on the committee, the, the draft is going to go Zalatoris top five, Zalatoris top ten, well, top twenty. One of the picks that may happen, you you probably guess who put it in. Okay. Wait uh, a second. You're not doing this on your own? I actually don't I mean, mind I'm the kidding. Wyatt's getting Like, the committee is, uh, you know, giving me some influence, and I will decide if Jer- I want to uh, Jeremy's, Jeremy's a really good golf better. He's... I mean, I'll take your word for it. I don't know anything about Jerry's well, he's, golf he, he, betting habits. He's had a lot of bridesmaids this year. I'll put it that way. Oh, so his well. handicapping has been really okay, good. So he just, so he's, he just well, has a bad memory. It's a shame that he's not in a, in, in a different jurisdiction. He'd be up a whole bunch of money. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Sorry, Jeremy. Yeah, it's not Jeremy's night so far. Uh, no. And with that, we say, Wyatt, uh, what, are, what are those four scores? I have to have to tell us right now on the MLB card right now. 
Currently in the uh, fifth inning, the Cincinnati Reds leading the Marlins 5-2. Money line for the Reds, minus 1,200, plus 700 for the Marlins. Total is sitting at 10.5. In the third inning, Tampa Bay Rays leading at 3-1 over the Orioles, plus 240 for the Orioles on the money line, minus 315 for the Rays. In the third inning, Cardinals kind of pulling up a little upset here. 1-0 is the score over the Blue Jays, plus 110 on the money line for the Cardinals, minus 140 for the Blue Jays. Total sitting at 6.5. In the third inning, good pitch matchup between Domingo Herman and Max Scherzer. The Mets are on top one to nothing right now for the Yankees money line sitting at plus 270 minus 350 for the Mets total down to five and a half and in the third inning the Guardians are leading the Red Sox three to two minus 120 on the money line for the Guardians minus 110 for the Red Sox total is sitting at ten and a half no total yet on the total errors for the Red Sox. Uh, Bobby Dahlbeck hit a ball a very very long way in Boston two run homer to get that to a three two score line and then Dylan Carlson one of the only real pieces in the St. Louis lineup tonight, RBI double to score Nolan Gorman, probably the one other real piece in the St. Louis lineup. Come so, on, don't go after Albert like that. I, Clean up hitter okay, Albert. You're Bulls. the one who you're the Clean one who dismissed him last night, and then he hit an RBI <laughs> based hit right like 15 seconds after you did that. So I'm not I'm not the one who put down Albert when he was at the plate in a big spot last night, Jeff. You got it done. Come on. Jeff, when do we bet the Blue Jays in that game? By the way, that's uh, a it's a good question. Um, probably the second time through the order, which is going to happen. I would, I would say you, uh, you wait till Rymel Tapi, the number nine hitter inevitably gets out and then maybe, maybe look at it because Adam Wainwright, his, well, I mean the home road splits two, uh, just about a two ERA at home, nearly a five ERA on the road. And then his third time through the order, like a, like a lot of guys, his ERA has completely ballooned third time through there uh, for Wainwright, and that's both home and road this year. By the way, uh, RBI single Lindor, two nothing Mets. Lindor. Uh, <laughs> watching, you do that why, 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 oh, oh hey, come on, man. it's one of the best <laughs> moments of Matt, Matt Beskirchian's broadcast career. But yes. uh, but watching the range of emotions of Wyatt Tomchak trying to see if Matt Carpenter and his noodle arm could throw out uh, <laughs> Tomas Nito, Nito, who, again, oh, This guy really, doesn't have any speed. I know he can't run, but well. but Nito is still actually better than Carpenter's arm well, I mean, I was, at I was, this point. I the, ball, the launch angle on the ball looked really good, and then it got <laughs> watching, off. Watching a game with Wyatt that he has a bet on is actually really fun because there's, there's Wyatt leaves all the emotions on the table. I mean, we, we went oppo in that first inning bet, and – why gets the first out? He's just let's go, and it you know it's I, I, it's you, really you gotta fun. bring More, the energy. You yeah. Don't I mean I, I wouldn't recommend watching any like Packers, Bucks, Braves games with me. No, it's uh, okay. Well, was he it's the, a different was, animal. Was he the producer tonight of the Packers debacle last year? Or no? no, I was I was on a you plane coming there? back from Reno. Okay, I was I was in the car when that punt got blocked. Well, you and I were on the air together. No, I know you and I were on the air. That's why I was asking. I didn't remember. Jeff, Jeff was a great friend last year because Jeff went on about a 12-minute rant I, I saved you, unencumbered man. while I just sat there, like, just just horrified well, at, the, you, at the situation. Your, your, your fandom went, went down the tube with that one. My my 40-to-1 ticket that I'm never going to have a ticket like that again, probably on a one seed in an probably NFL not. scenario. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was I will an never, interesting night. There's so many I will never forget moments ben. from from Packer horrible playoff losses over the years. Moments I will never forget where I was, but 
That one definitely was. <laughs> That's was that one. was in the top five. I will definitely. Uh, I, I will never forget on that. I was going to ask, what, what is the worst? Is it is it the oh, it's twenty the, the NFC Championship game against no, the Seahawks? No, 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 no. Fourth oh, and twenty. That one? Fourth and twenty six is not even close. That oh, is the Seahawks one, one was the worst. Fourth, that one we had a one. When you're ten years old and your fandom is at its absolute peak and you live and die <laughs> with every play. Also, I thought my dad would burn the house down. Like I literally thought <laughs> our house might not be safe, and I went in in our in my bedroom closet and just hid for like an hour. I was. It was it was rough. It was rough. Speaking of the Packers, not, <laughs> not, great, not great news today. Not great, Bob, because uh, David Bakhtiari, who we already knew would open camp on the PUP list, well, Brian Gutekunst, the GM, admits today he had another procedure in the offseason, and you read some of the quotes. Uh, David Bakhtiari saying it's been the most frustrating stretch of his career. He really has no idea. He, he equated it to, I hope at some point I just wake up from this nightmare was I'm kind of paraphrasing there, but that's essentially what he alluded it to said. He really has no feeling, no, no solid feeling in his leg. It was more than just an ACL tear. He's had, uh, he had to deal with a a meniscus as well. Completely had to clear out the knee. It's all a long way of saying, Jeff, while the team today said they remain cautiously optimistic about his return. This was something we were as betters, at least kind of banking in that Bakhtiari would be good to go this year. 27 snaps he played in last year. And it also came out that, they, they had him play those, those snaps in Detroit last year, and he knew pretty much right away. He, he knew it wasn't, it wasn't even he wasn't close ready. to where it was going yeah. to be at. And so he ends up sitting out the playoffs, another offseason procedure. You, and when you consider they lose Billy Turner to Denver, Elkton Jenkins, their, uh, their hybrid do-it-all, versatile offensive lineman, he's also on the shelf on the PUP list. Given the, 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 especially what they'll have to overcome in the wide receiver room with no Devontae Adams, you were really hoping, if you were going to bet Green Bay this year, Jeff, that that old line would be a lot more stabilized and solidified than it is right now. Got to, at the very least, be concerning here, even though we, we never want to overreact on these day one of camp stories. But I would certainly take this one very, very seriously compared to some of the other run-of-the-mill injury news you get here. Yeah, it's, again, offensive line PUP, Injuries are harder to monitor because they don't get flashed on the screen all the time. But this is a humongous deal for Green Bay, especially in a year where they need their line to be even better than it's been in the past few years. Because, again, early in this year, Ben, I I really do think we could see the Packers winning games with their defense because of, again, the lack of a number one wide receiver. Now, if if you're down – do we know when Jenkins is coming back? Do we know that? Well, do, the, do AC, they the ACL was week 11. So they probably are hoping, not for the beginning of the yeah, season. They're, they're, hoping, they're hoping to avoid the, the actual regular season PUP, with, which if you end up on the PUP list to start the season, you're ineligible to come off until week five. But, I mean, a week five return, I know they're, they're certainly hoping week one, but that seems like it would probably be pushing the timeline. Matt LaFleur is as much admitted today. He's like... I can't. I there's no way I have any idea on the timeline yeah. for either of those guys. Yeah, look, it's it's bad news. It's bad news for a team that, again, when you lose, you trade because you didn't want to because you couldn't end up paying both him and Rodgers. Uh, when you lose your best uh, skill position player in Adams, it's just you need everything else to go right at the beginning of the season while you're adjusting to life without him. So, uh, it may what it may lead to more than anything, Ben, if those guys aren't ready for the beginning of the year, what it may lead to is a Minnesota bet week one. That's probably what it would lead to to me. And maybe you think about betting Minnesota to win the division, maybe, even though I still think Green Bay probably will win win the North yet again, even though maybe a little bit harder than it's been the last few years. Wyatt, also the uh, the Packer fan here. We took two Packer fans in the studio. Uh, Wyatt, this, I'm sure you uh, So you many feel Packer like fans is, uh, in the network. Ortega's yeah, Ortega. One too. Yeah. 
Why not, you, do you have a, you have like, a take uh, on this at all? I'm just. I think you're at the highest level of concern with David Bakhtiari. Last year, you're probably like, okay, all right, you know, we're waiting, we're waiting. This year, it's, wow, is he going to be, you know, healthy? Because when David Bakhtiari is on the field, he's the best left tackle in the game. And he is so important to Green Bay, protecting Aaron Rodgers, that run game. It, it, is, it is a big loss, and you're just kind of, you know, as a fan, you're sitting there, right, come on, when, when is this going to get healed up? Because... You know, we're losing Billy Turner and also losing Elton Jenkins, the offensive line depth, which has been really good over the last couple of years, which has helped with, you know, Yash, uh, Yash you know, Nyman. Nyman, there yeah. we go. Uh, you know, plugging him in, him in, he's played very well. Green Bay just doesn't have that experience at the offensive line that they've had over the last couple of years. And, and then, you know, the other question, you know, when is Elton Jenkins going back? So this Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari injury is quite concerning. Say this, Jeff. I mean, regardless of what ends up happening injury-wise, I would say Minnesota, if anything, would be a very, very good teaser candidate week one. Where I, regardless, that, that profiles to be a very tight game. And if you're getting a home team who has given Rodgers a lot of troubles when the fans have been there at, at uh, the U.S. Bank, getting Minnesota to plus 7.5 at home as a teaser leg week one, that would probably be the angle I would look at there. As far as your team, the New York Jets, we saw uh, Robert Sala come out and today. Uh, officially, it's... Fant, the left tackle, Becton, the right tackle, but apparently Mackay, Mackay Becton, his left tackle days are not necessarily over yet. George Fanto, the left tackle. Expected. Expected, okay. Expected. You move Vera Tucker, Vera Tucker over to the right side. You sign Tomlinson, play left guard. You're going to have veterans on the left, young guys on the right. You yep. hope that everyone actually plays their potential because if you do, then you're going to actually have a pretty darn good yeah. offensive line. All right. Chiefs give Travis Kelsey a raise. Well-deserved. They moved $3 million from the back of his existing contract to the front. And then the, uh, the Niners released D. Ford. So that was kind of expected. But a, a tough end to a tenure that it, at, uh, at times looked very, very good for D. Ford in San Francisco. But he is no longer a uh, San Francisco 49er. We'll have some other MLB uh, injury news to get to a little bit later in the show as well. But up next, we begin our preview. It's the Rocket Mortgage Classic. We'll talk about that next year on Primetime Action. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in the Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season in our weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Orioles have gotten one back in that game in the bottom of the third. Drew Rasmussen wild pitch makes it now 3-2 Tampa to the top of the fourth and then uh, Jeff the Red Sox just red socked again. Nady Evaldi You have to be careful how you say that there Ben. I I knew what I was doing. Nady Evaldi with a classic ole on the uh, the little tap right in front of the mound. just get a strikeout though. Might be able to get around the uh, the, the, the error by himself after again. I, I well, the official score ruling is pending, but I don't know how you that, don't rule that in error. One. That was pretty obvious. I mean, even though, again, the Red Sox, the last two nights, I don't know if Yolmer Sanchez's from last night where he tried to go behind the that's, back. That's on a easily play. the worst of the ones. Do you think seen. that's worse than Franchi? Than, yeah, than I think that was still worse than Franchi. Because he, he at least made a decent Cordero play to get to the ball. ball. Nowhere, though. Yeah, but the, it was an easy double play, and, he, and what we saw last night, he just he tried the most ridiculous extracurricular backwards motion you would ever see. That you, I mean, how many second base would you ever see attempt that? Not many, <laughs> for good reason. Does does it does not happen? I mean, it literally does not happen. Regardless of how you slice, uh, it, it was very you, funny. You, yeah, you, you just you don't see that. And the Mets still up uh, two nothing there, bottom four. You got to like what you're seeing so far out of your uh, your Mets there, Jeff. You know, you know this uh, the, the series over the weekend against San Diego was alarming because they really stopped hitting. They lost the Scherzer start. 
Bassett pitched great on Saturday, and they still lost that. You're thinking, uh-oh, you have Carrasco against Musgrove. It's a big pitching advantage to San Diego. Could be in a big, big, big trouble out of the gate here against a Padre team that, by the way, went to Detroit and looked absolutely terrible in three games, including today, where uh, Rodgers blew the save and they yeah. lost four to three. But uh, again, against the best record in baseball right now, the Mets look every bit up to the task. And they look like, again, kind of like they did in the three-game series in Atlanta. By the way, huge five-game series next weekend in Queens, where it could very easily be a doubleheader one day where it's Scherzer and DeGrom on both legs. Uh, so we'll see. But I like what I'm seeing. Anytime the Mets beat the Yankees is fun for me. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, what makes you say that? I mean, I mean, the, 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 <laughs> a little the bit Mets, of history there. One of the better Met Yankee moments for me was in 2013 when the Mets were not good and they swept the Yankees four straight, which was fun. Yeah, that, that talk about memories right there. Yeah. And they have first and second. Uh, nobody out, by the way, bottom of the fourth inning in that one. We'll keep tabs on all the baseball still going. The four games in progress right now. But at this moment, let's transition to the PGA. We're down to the final two events before the FedEx Cup playoffs get underway in earnest. And it is, once again, probably another one of the bomb and gounger type courses we're going to see. It's the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Uh, they're in Detroit. Only the third year on the PGA Tour, just like what we saw last week with the 3M Open in Minnesota. So there are, Jeff, a lot of similarities here as we look at the overall tournament. 156 in the field. We'll see the top 65 in ties make the week at the Detroit Golf Club there. This is one of the shortest courses, though, on tour. The big difference from last week, we saw the 3M Open as a top five uh, course as far as most water danger holes. Well, there's only one water danger hole here at, uh, at the Rocket Mortgage. This is uh, probably more of a second-shot golf course. It's tree-line. There's wider fairways, so this is not less of a probably less of a positional test. So the bomb and gouge approach can work. But you also don't need that necessarily. Guys who are very accurate off the tee have had a lot of success here. It's really, uh, it's more of a what can you do on your approach. And because it's only 7,370 yards, and that's also, if, keep in mind, there is a 635-yard par-5 fourth hole, which is, which is going to be a three-shot hole for everybody. You take that out, and this really plays shorter than most courses on tour. So you're going to get a lot of short approach shots here, Jeff. And as a result, the bomb and gouging can certainly work, but just the accuracy off the tee is going to be really important uh, to set yourself up for success. Not only that, there are these, uh, these POA bent grass mixed greens, Jeff, and so it is, it is very specific to uh, some of these Donald Ross other courses. This is a Donald Ross course design. Many of his courses feature the, the similar type putting surfaces, and so... When you read and, and, and research some of, the, uh, some of the analysis on what actually matters that you're factoring in for a tournament like this, putting might be a little bit more of an emphasis this week. I say a little bit. Usually it's not much of any emphasis we have in our, in our week-to-week handicaps. I would say it's a little bit more of an emphasis solely because uh, this is a course where there are, there are a lot of other comps you can look at around the PGA Tour with, with the same architect design and similar putting surfaces. So that's kind of our general overview here, 87 bunkers as well. Uh, but again, this is expected to be in that, I would say, 18, 20 under range, you would think, once again, Jeff. And you, all you have to do, I mean, look at the scores in the, the past champions to showcase the types of players and, and the types of bombs that have won this. Two very big long shots. Bryson won it as a short shot in 2020. What, Cam Davis last year, 125 to 1. You remember, Nate Lashley was a big story when that happened in 2019 because Lashley was, was an alternate, right? 
I believe so. Who got, yeah. it, who got in because someone uh, pulled out early in the week and he won at 250 to 1. Uh, DeChambeau makes a whole lot of sense. Obviously, Bryson will be playing in a different golf tournament this that week. That would be the live. In Bedminster this week. So, uh, Ben, this is, this is really going to be one of those where, again, short course, like you said, you take out that long par five. That's a, that's a three-shot hole regardless. No one's going to eagle that hole. Uh, this is a ridiculously short course. And it, when you get tournaments like this, Ben, I like going down the board. Now, last week, of course, Tony Finau in a similar situation was one of the two favorites, him and Sanjay M, and they finished 1-2. So you can't have that yeah. happen yet again where Willie Z finally wins on the PGA Tour at 12-1, to 1, the second short shot, only behind Patrick Cantlay. Or, you know what, maybe Cameron Young, after a week off to clear his head, comes out and has a big week. Cameron Young, of course, is a very big hitter, as we saw uh, as, as we saw at, at uh, Southern Hills in the PGA and as we saw in St. Andrews two weeks ago. So if you're looking short, I, I would say probably Cameron Young would be the guy I would look okay. at on the shorter shot side. And then, look, once you get down the board, you can have all sorts of fun here. You can go whatever way you want. Um, Brady has has this guy, but I do actually kind of agree with him on, uh, on Siwoo Kim. Uh, the way that Siwoo plays, this is, feels like a good golf course. Played very well in the open as well. I know, obviously, completely different course. But uh, I, I would look to see if you can do better than 50 to one, I would say see may be worth a shot in your outrights. And then going from there, going in derivative markets, you can play plus numbers and get some nice prices back on Siwoo still. Uh, so those would be the guys I would look, be looking at here, uh, Ben. And of course, um, I'll have to see as we go down the board if there's anyone else uh, that's worth my time over 100 to one. Because as we've seen yep. three times. Short shot once with Bryson, who was perfect for this course, and two bombs. We should also point out, though, while you know, certainly last week there were some more big names, this was not quite the John Deere classic where there was just you know no real firepower on the leaderboard. The way, though, this tournament is now juxtaposed towards the very end of the regular season here, Jeff, and you've got a lot of guys who are looking to bolster their FedEx Cup point standing heading in to the race for the Tour Championship there. You, you do have a stronger field. So it is, while I think a lot of the points you make, and I'm totally with you, that this could easily be a course where the bombs do have some value. At the same time, this is probably a stronger field than we've seen in the past, even though a Bryson DeChambeau won it. And, and that's kind of exemplified, right, by the fact that DeChambeau was six to one with the year he won it. Uh, you see at the top, Patrick Cantley, he is the tournament favorite at plus 850. And, and on and down the board, there are still, look, there's what, five uh, at this point, five guys in the sub 20 to one range. The, the one that really catches my eye. So if we just go through a few of these, uh, some of the top 10 lists, if we're looking at like, guys who have really good history, either on these Donald Ross type courses or just the general uh, comp course histories. Tony Finau makes that list. Patrick Cantley makes that list. Uh, Cam Davis, who is at 30 to 35 to one, your defending champion, makes that list. Not a, not a shock there. Uh, Maverick McNeely makes that list, who is a guy I'm, I'm really curious in, who is, in general, uh, if you look at the top 10, like the key stat categories for this week, of which we listed off some of them, uh, you're, you're going to be looking at approach, especially the shorter approaches, say the proximity from 75 to 150 yards. If you're looking at the strokes gained putting, the strokes gained on, on courses with easy scoring conditions, and some of the other key stats that you normally see week in, week out on the PGA Tour. 
Maverick McNeely is a guy who, who factors in those. And that's yep. a guy I'm certainly uh, looking at. I don't know. I wouldn't play him outright at this point. He's down to 28 to one. We had Wes Reynolds on last night and he, I believe he had McNeely at 45 to one. There's some really other, some really, really good numbers on McNeely early in the week. Uh, but that's, that's somebody uh, I, I'm certainly uh, looking at there. If I was to pick one of the short shots, uh, it would either be like, I'd, I'd either just play uh you play Cantley either in a matchup against one of the top guys. Maybe you play Cantley against Finau in a matchup, even though you'd have to lay a price, even though Finau's coming off a really good week. Uh, or maybe you look to a, maybe you take a Homa top 20 and, and lay a short price at minus 115. Homa has been very, very good. He's among the leaders in that proximity, 75 to 150 yards. So those, those might be the two I'd look at. If you really want to take a shot on one of the short guys, I'm not going to at all, but that would probably be my, my plan of attack there. Yeah, I, I, again, I probably won't bet Cameron Young, like I said, I'd probably this would be one of those where just pizza money, long shot, take a shot, maybe get lucky. Okay. Well, Brady Cannon <laughs> yeah. has his list. Hey, Brady. Brady, Brady's going to be a little more, a uh, little more specific than my uh, handicap there. He, he will. Be. That's, that's why we. That's why we have a guest coming on. We'll have Brady join us next. He is the host of our Long Shot Show with Wes Reynolds, who we had on the show last night. We'll see what Brady likes in the Rocket Mortgage Classic this week. Then after that, we have the one and done pick submitted. We'll release those, and then our. PTA Golf Draft. That is all still to come here in the next half hour on Primetime Action. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. What a weird game this has been in Boston tonight, uh, Jeff. Each team has now made two errors. You had Stephen Kwan, Ahmed Rosario with RBI base hits to make it 5-2, and then Franchi Cordero with a double where Kwan makes an error and Rosario makes an error on the same exact play. So that is now two different well, scoring plays. What is going plays, on up there tonight? Two scoring plays at Fenway where multiple errors have been made on the same exact play. We've had nine runs scored in four innings, and we've had four errors combined. But with, they have all taken place on... It combined two plays. So I don't know what's happening. Great. Great. By the way, Nolan Gorman homered. Or, so, Nolan uh, Gorman home run. 3-1 three, three one. One St. Louis there at the top of the fifth. Uh, Toronto had gotten one back off of uh, Adam Wainwright and a Bo Bichette um, RBI single. So 3-1 game now uh, in the top of the fifth. Looks like nothing else. Still 2-0 there. Mets all the way leadoff, double off the wall in the top of the fifth against Max Scherzer. So he'll have to work out of a little bit of trouble, but we'll, we'll see how Max does. He's looked very, very sharp tonight in that start against the Yankees. We were just doing our initial preview of the Rocket Mortgage Classic last segment, and to continue that, let's welcome in our guest, Brady Cannon, one half of the Long Shots team here at VSIN. Uh, Brady and Wes Reynolds, they have their newest episode out right now. Check that out, previewing the Rocket Mortgage Classic. You follow Brady at Las Vegas Golfer. And uh, Brady, as we dig in here to the Rocket Mortgage Classic, uh, we were just talking about how putting might matter a little bit uh, more on a course like this, the Donald Ross type course than you see maybe on other PGA Tour tracks. How much of a factor was the putting into your handicapping this week? Well, I, you know, like you say, Ben, I weighted it more so than a typical tournament. And some tournaments, I don't even really look at putting. Putting is really the most volatile stat. Uh, you know, it can be really good for one player one week and be really poor for that same player the next week. Uh, you know, one of the best putters in the world can have an awful four days with the flat stick. So it's just really random. 
trying to predict putting, but at this tournament, what we've seen, now this is only the fourth time that they've played this tournament at this golf course, Uh, but three years of history has shown us that putting matters here, and it is proven uh, to be a a, um, consistent stat that has pointed towards success here at this Detroit Golf Club. Again, like you say, a Donald Ross design. So I did use putting in my handicap this week, strokes gained putting, and then I also used uh, a stat that I like to look at anytime we're on a Poana grass surface, and in this case we have a Poana blend. There's a little bit of bent grass in there as well. Um, but anytime you have Poana, it's a spongy surface. You know as a golfer, Ben, you've probably played on it before. It's spongy, and, and especially in the afternoons, it can get a little bumpy. So I looked at putting inside of 10 feet because if you're going to make birdies, if you're going to save pars, you're going to have to make a lot of those shortish putts inside of 10 feet and negotiating or navigating, I should say, uh, some of these bumpier surfaces can be difficult. So I looked at how good guys are at inside of 10 feet. As far as other areas I looked at, it, it was really kind of two areas that I looked at most of all, and that is the ability to make birdies and then wedge play from anywhere from about 75 yards to 150 yards. Uh, the way this hole set up on this golf course, the par threes, the par fours, and the par five, the, the different lengths that they are, you're going to find a lot of players faced with wedge shots from inside of 150 yards. So I looked at how good guys are inside of 150 yards, you know, accuracy, proximity of the hole, uh, how many birdies they make, and then the putting, as you say. So those are probably the three main areas that I looked at this week. Brady, I, I asked this question of, of Wes Reynolds yesterday, and uh, he he seemed to say say that, uh, that that it didn't really matter. But I'm just curious with you on this. Uh, we're two weeks away from the FedEx Cup uh, tournament start, playoffs starting, I should say. Do you – Use that at all in any sort of handicapping these last few weeks with golfers that are close to making the FedEx Cup playoffs? Yeah, it's a good question, Jeff. And I think the guys that are completely numbers-based out there, you know, the data analysis, they, they will not, you know, give one red cent to putting that into their handicap. But, you know, I think there's maybe a little bit. And, and you certainly don't want to throw all your eggs in that basket. And, and we had Andy Lack on as our um, guest on Long Shots, and I thought he said it well. You know, a golfer can't necessarily just flip the switch. If he's ranked 130th and he's trying to get into the top 125, he's not necessarily all of a sudden this week going to just become a better player. And it's kind of like what we talk about in the NFL. You know, if you've got a must-win game, you must not be that good, right? So, you know, this is kind of a must-win game for some of those guys that are on the edge of of some of these thresholds if they're going to make the playoffs or or, or make a certain benchmark in in the FedEx Cup playoff structure. So I do put a little bit of thought into it. Like if I've broken down a player and he looks like a really good player to do well on this golf course, and then I also see that he's kind of right there on the fence, I go, oh, that, maybe that's a little bonus. But I'm certainly not going to start my handicap with that foundation. Right. And to your point, you look at a guy right now who's on the very, very edge, Jason Day, who, is, who has not been in good form for most of the year. We saw him really scuffle, even though he made the cut last weekend at the, uh, the 3M Open. Brady Cannon again joining us here on Primetime Action, host of our Long Shots show uh, on the net. 
network, Brady, as far as your card and where you ended up looking at? I know you were on a bunch of outrights and top 20 derivatives this week. Where did you end up starting uh, from, from the top of the card, and how far down did you go on the board this week? Yeah, I, I started at 45 to 1. I, I did not play any of the favorites, uh, and, and there's kind of a pretty uh, big drop off. You know, you've got Patrick Cantlay at around 8 to 1 or 10 to 1, and Will Zalatoris and Tony Finau in the neighborhood of like 14 or 16. And then all of a sudden you kind of go to 25, and, and I went like one tier deeper and started at 45 to 1 with Keegan Bradley, and, and I've seen him down as low as 35 now. and you know, Keegan Bradley's always been known as a tremendous ball striker, and that is still true. But the the putter has always been a, a huge weakness for him. Well, he's actually putting really well this year, uh, and he makes a lot of birdies. So he kind of checks a lot of those boxes for me this week. He's certainly one of the better players in, in a field that's somewhat watered down this week. So I played him. Hopefully the putter stays hot. Uh, Russell Henley, I took at 55 to 1. He's really a Donald Ross design specialist. He's done really well at the Wyndham Championship coming up next week, another Donald Ross design at Sedgefield. He's also the best player in this field in whole proximity from inside of 150 yards. So, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that I like that metric, and, and Henley is the best in this field uh, from that distance. And second best in the field is Chris Kirk. I played him at 60 to 1. Very good wedge play, another guy that makes a ton of birdies and also has really good history on Donald Ross courses. But as far as the Donald Ross correlation, maybe the very best in the field is Webb Simpson, and the second best is probably Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim, in his last four trips to Sedgefield, has finished second, third, fifth, and first. Now, it hasn't really translated here to this Ross course where he's finished 58th and 57th, but i got to believe maybe it's coming. Playing the come line here a little bit with Siwoo Kim at 60-1. to 1. And the stats don't really jump off the page, but i got to feel that eventually he's going to, you know, this course is going to suit his eye just like Sedgefield does. So I thought he was worth a shot. And then Scott Stallings at 72-1. to 1. He really seems to flourish in a birdie fest. He was eighth a few weeks ago at the Travelers and fourth at the John Deere Classic, so he's really in good form. He's a great putter, and he's great on that wedge play from inside 150. So he, he makes a lot of sense this week. And, and then you talk about how far I went down the board. I went really deep down the board with these last two guys, uh, Chase Seifert and Andrew Novak. And they're both at 300 to 1. And they're at 300 to 1 because they're not very good. <laughs> but the strength of their game is wedge play from 75 to 150 yards. They're really good. They're, they're like in the top 30 or to 40 in the field from that distance. So I thought at 300 to 1 it was worth a little funny money. Brady, uh, you have four matchups this week uh, that you're looking at. In, in about a minute here, what, what are you looking at in those four matchups? I took Max Homa, minus 130 over Adam Scott. Um, you know, Adam Scott was a guy that I was on for the British Open. I think he shows up in big tournaments, and he's done that in the majors so far this year. A tournament like this, I'll take Homa. I, I, don't, I don't expect Scotty to be great uh, this week. Kevin Kisner at plus 140 over Cam Davis. Now, Cam Davis makes a lot of sense. He's the defending champion. And Kisner, I think, makes sense as well. But I just couldn't believe the price there. So I, I took a number on that one. Uh, Chris Kirk, minus 150 over Kevin Streelman. Of course, I have the outright on Kirk. I think he'll have a good week. 
And then Adam Svensson at plus 130 over Mackenzie Hughes. Svensson makes a lot of sense in the stats this week. And, again, like Kistner, I, I was a little shocked by that number. All right. BK, as always, we appreciate the time. It's going to be a really, really fun stretch here down the road towards the FedEx Cup playoffs and the Tour Championship. We thank you for taking a few minutes, and we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, it's going to be a good run before football starts. Of Enjoy course. it, boys. Great, great way to lead into NFL season. We've got a couple updates to get to on the diamond. And then up next, it's the one and done in the golf draft right here on prime time action on this Wednesday night from Las Vegas. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. 
Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Splitting bets. Good job, White. Much Tom better said. tonight. A very under control, but said with purpose, splitting bets. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not only today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Just want to say something real quick, baseball-wise. You uh, apologize Al- for the Albert Pujols slander? Albert Pujols, three-run three homer, 6-1 <laughs> Cardinals. More importantly here, forget forget me saying something ridiculous, which we're running, we're running, out, of, we're running out of fingers by the time uh, – uh, the counting up all the ridiculous things I say on a three-hour show. But Pools is triple away from the cycle here. Now, if Pools hits for the cycle, that's the most unlikely cycle since Benji Molina, correct? I would argue that's the most unlikely singular hitting event since Bartolo Colon's home run <laughs> in San Diego. That's a, I would go that far. But, yes, prob- yeah, that's probably right up there with Benji Molina as most ran- – as most- Truly oddball cycles for a 42-year-old Albert Pujols. Can Albert, do you think he could run from first to third? Like, what would have to happen for him to get a triple? Well, again, Benji Molina got a triple. Now, granted, it was it was because it was a misplay. In well, the, that's what I'm saying. Misplay in, 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 the, uh, in, the, in the part of the outfield that's all messed up in Fenway and right center. So, that's why that happened. It's too cookie cutter at Rogers Center, unless if we get something really Really bizarre for two guys there. collide and just pass out. Yeah, both of them I or mean, something. It's, just, it's going to be really difficult. Albert Pools. I, I, I can tell you guys in MLB the show, Pools' speed rating is a whopping zero. Is it really a zero? It is a zero. So it, it, him, 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 Vogelbach, and, y- and yeah. Yachty probably. On MLB right? the show, you'd have to you'd have to go to the you'd have to do the retro park and play at the polo grounds and just hit a ball to the gap about six hundred feet, or just That's hit how, one dead center. Or I hate yeah, that or, park so oh, much. Oh, that was oh, that was my favorite park to play in. That, 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 that park is miserable. That's, what do you mean? What do you mean? I give a fly ball to left and goes twenty feet in the stands and went three hundred feet. It's it's the polo grounds, man. Polo Come grounds. on, you got to learn how to play there. That's, by, by, that's by, a true by, test of it. By the way, I'm on the list of uh, I'm a list of people who have cycles in Major League history, which I wouldn't have guessed that there have already been 339 cycles in Major League history. It feels like a lot. I did not realize that George Gutierrez uh, hit for the cycle. Yeah, as a Milwaukee Brewer. Yeah. Well, how many how many catcher cycles have there been? That's the, that's uh, the question. That I do not have didn't, that information. Uh, didn't Deion or Navarro hit for the cycle once? Jeff's looking that up right now. I'm, I feel like he did, and I remember that was a, a – Catcher that would doesn't at the time like, doesn't look like it. I think he was triple shot, oh, or he got, or he just got a triple. John Jaso had a, had a cycle. John Jaso, it's a name. Yeah, they're, 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 we're now we're doing. Now Christian Yelich had two cycles in three well, weeks. Yes, we're now in this in the part of the show where we're, we're talking about guys, talking about names of guys. Six hundred eighty-six career home runs for Albert Pujols. Six-one lead for say, the uh, the especially the the top two uh, Nolan uh, I should say Paul Goldschmidt uh, out Nolan Arenado out they do have Nolan Gorman in the lineup tonight but St. Louis without two of its big boppers yet they lead six to one there 
in the top of the fifth. We'll update the rest of the baseball scores in about 15 minutes, but right now, without further ado, the one and done is where we will start. So drum roll, please. Why? What did the guys select? For Kelly, Boom. Mr. Patrick Cantley for Gill really needs uh, something positive. He has been going in a steep decline. Max Homa and uh, Matt, well, Will Zalatoris. I have no issue with all three. And, I mean, credit to those guys that they still had the, that type of caliber player left. If I, I would, you know, again, just from the raw money this week, Maybe slight edge to Cantley, but I mean on paper those should be those should be guys in pretty good position. So again, I'm at eight point three million, Kelly nine point or sorry six point nine four five million, Gill six point two nine six million. So Gill, I'm going to have some work to do, Jeff. In the last two weeks, this is the penultimate week of one and done competitions before the FedEx playoffs uh, start. And if Gill does not get out of the bottom there, it will be maybe a Michelin star restaurant that uh, that he will have to treat. One Kelly at Matta too, so we'll see if that's how that ends up working out. You sure uh, about that? Well, I mean, I sent Kelly the list of all the Michelin star restaurants specifically for that purpose. Whether or not he talks Matt into wanting to go, that's that's a whole other story. We can't, we don't know. They're both on vacation. How how, how are we supposed to know? Uh, as far as our draft, let's do that right now. Why you should get to go first here, uh, as we do our primetime action golf draft, well, since it is your your debut, Jeff, by virtue of you've won. How I'm two. Win? I'm two and zero. Oh, but Jeff's last week, won. last week I won because I lost the least. But you still won. So you, yeah. Jeff, should probably go last. I'll go second. Wait a second. That's that, that's not. Wait a second. That should what be the you, reverse order. There. Hold on a second. What well, do you I mean? mean you, you're very generous, Ben. But Isaiah oh. wanted it to go Jeff, you, then oh, me. See, oh, so Isaiah makes look the Look at this, Isaiah. This smart move here. Very good. Get to get the first pick. All right. Well, I, 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 I don't. I, 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 well, I, you get second, Ben. I mean, I figured I would get second regardless. <laughs> I mean, clearly, by the way. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. Look, it, it, this week is a lot more. All difficult. right, Jeff. What do we got? Let's, a, lot, let's... a lot, a lot more difficult than, uh, than than it is. We're going back to the well. We're taking Hayden Buckley top forty. That's the first plus one. Plus two ten. <laughs> We're going back oh, to the well. Man. Three for three on uh, doing that here, Ben. Well, I told you my the the one guy probably the my favorite guy the first guy I jumped on here uh, is one I will play first. Maverick McNeely, top 20 plus 130 there on Maverick McNeely, top 20. We're going to go with Cameron Young, top 20 plus 125. That's a Jeremy pick right there. Nice yeah, job, he, Jeremy. He, he just did uh, what I was going to oh, consider. And Jer there. Let's see, I told you, Jeremy yeah. was smart. Yeah, Jeremy had Cameron Jeremy Young at good. the Open Championship. Yeah, uh, I will uh, hmm. See, Jeremy just I, – I got too oh, cute. Jeff I got, I, I, I got, I got, <laughs> Nobody was taking Hayden Buckley. Jeff, I got too cute there with uh, with my pick. Uh, I'll take Davis Riley top 20 plus 180. We'll give Riley to bounce back after last week's Same best. bet I made last week, which yeah. did not, not work out. Uh, we are going to go Russell Henley top 20 at plus 240. I was a guy on my list. Really do like Russell Henley this week. Not that that matters. I'm just saying. I really do like Russell Hedman this week. Where, where are we going, Wyatt? What's you could probably guess who, uh, who went with this one. We're going to go with Ricky Fowler, top 40. All right, plus good job. Nice pick, Isaiah. Good pick, Isaiah. All right. <laughs> so one pick from Jeremy, one pick from Isaiah so far. All right, Jeff? I'll take uh, Siwoo Kim, top 20, plus two and a quarter. Two and a quarter. All right. Uh, batter up, got her up. Chris got her up, top 40, plus 140. Good will pick. Will be my, my pick. Um, T43 of his last four PGA starts, by the way, and was T43 at the U.S. Open. Really like how young Chris Goddard-Up is hitting the golf ball right now. You know, you guys have been going with a lot of Missouri influence. I decided to bring a little UNLV influence, a good golf program. We're going to go with Adam Scott, top right. 20, plus 140. So Wyatt, e even though he went pick. 
to UNLV for a semester. It still counts, apparently. Hey, man. You know. It all counts. All right. Still mad at this guy for last week uh, causing me to go under. Uh, go, uh, you, he, you can't. You won. You I, can't I, I would have won by Jeff. more, though. I would, I would have actually been positive money here. But we're going to take Old Man Sink again. We'll take him top old 40 man this week. Sink. So Stuart Sink at plus 150, top 40. Old Man Sink. Uh, Chris Kirk, top 20, plus 180. Uh, one of those guys, top 10 in the proximity, under 150 yards. Top 10 in good drives gain. Top 10 in Donald Ross course history. Give me some Chris Kirk, top 20, plus 180. You got Patrick Cantley, top American, plus 700. Oh, all right. Wow. So that, well, that definitely wasn't Jeremy. No, that was all me right there. That was all, oh, that's yeah. all white. Okay. That was in the seven minutes of prep that I did. That actually makes sense that you would, okay, you're going all out there, seven to one. So we just have to avoid Cantley, Jeff, and we're going to be, we'll be fine, essentially. It comes down to that. Last pick for, uh, for one Jeff Parles. Kind of want to, I kind of want to go off the board now. Kind of want to go off the board, but I'm, but I'm not, I'm not going to do it. You know what, actually, you know what? We're going to have some fun here. We're going to throw a dart right at Wyatt right Tomchak there. Right at his face. How about or? Patrick Cantley to miss the cut plus 450? Whoa. Let's do it. Let's do it. This is Why great. not? Let's have classic, some fun. Classic case of, Jeff, of, fun. of Jeff overthinking and overanalyzing and, and probably just threw away a, a bet. And it's okay. I, look, I, I didn't. I really only – this was different than last week where I basically got everything I wanted. I made a list out of eight, and the eighth one I didn't really like that much. Jeremy took Cam Young. Got her up was going to be my other pick. Yes. So. Glad I, glad I got Darden, got hope up. for the best here. Hey, technically, all the Americans can miss the cut too. <laughs> that would <laughs> be very interesting. Could you imagine? What, what if? I mean, are there even? Are there even? Uh, well, there's one. What one fifty six in the field? Are there even ninety four non Americans in the field? I, I, I doubt that. I don't know. Um, I, I only listed five, and I'm going to get all five of mine. Mackenzie Hughes, top Canadian, four nice. to one. Nice. Uh, top ten in putting, top ten Donald Ross court, his, course history. And I'm, I'm kind of fading Adam Hadwin as well, who is the favorite in that. Um, so I will go Mackenzie Hughes, top Canadian, four to one. All right, for the final pick, uh, Siwoo Kim, top South Korean, plus 120. Who are the, who are the other... Uh, who are the other South Koreans in that mix? Just uh, so we have the, for the record. I didn't really look. I just saw Siwoo's name on there, and I was like, right, saw his uh, first. Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. Give me a second, <laughs> okay. Ben. I mean, it's only four, but. Uh, for what it's, well, he's looking that up. The Canadians, Adam Haddon was the favorite. Taylor Pendrith was second at plus 350. Mackenzie Hughes was third on the list. I think there are six Canadians. Corey Connors, notably, is not in the field this week. They're for Drew uh, uh, Hyung Kim. Uh, I like Ju Young Kim. Go uh, Ju Young Kim this week. Let's go. Kong and, uh, and and No are the other ones. So you'll know. Okay. Yeah. All right. That was fun. Good job, Wyatt. Well done. Good job for the crew as well. Uh, we'll update all the baseball scores next as we begin hour number three on Primetime Action. Beeson is here to help you learn more about sports betting. Sign up for our free daily newsletter at beeson.com forward slash email and you'll get show highlights and expert insights every morning. That's VEASAN.com forward slash email. New to VEASAN, the best way. New to VEASAN, the best way. New to VEASAN, the best way. New to VEASAN. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon. Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.